cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and this week we've got a very special guest, LMC, one of the best storytellers in the game on YouTube. How you doing, LMC? I'm good. I'm good. You can call me Luke, by the way, too. LMC is a short for my initials. Uh, also stands for Let's Make Creations, but my name is spelled L-U-C. How do you develop that trust and that relationship with the individuals you're portraying? Because a lot of them might not want that publicity. And then do they want to be shown a specific way or how much autonomy are you given? Yeah, the trust part is a big thing, especially with like a lot of the OGs. You know, these are people that for, I mean, in shit, 30, 40 years were like hardcore. Like if you were born in the 90s, late 80s, and you, you know, you were involved in the traditional market, you may like think, I mean, yeah, there's probably a different, you know, I mean, I've, you know number of different security measures taken. But I mean, imagine the people born in 76, like these are people that are taking extreme caution because they could get, you, you know, 20, 30 you know, plus years for a planet, which is crazy. So go, yeah, building that trust is important with the OGs for sure. I think as time goes on and we're kind of thrust into this, you know, digital age where everyone's kind of, you know, realizing even the, even the people that are older, which is, you know, impressive because it's kind of hard to, you know, adapt when you're older. Right. But they're realizing that like you have to really build your platform online. It's the future. It's either adapt or die. And 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 storytelling and telling your story is important. Um, you know, not only for you know yourself, but I think to help others as well. So I think it's uh but but yeah, so building that trust is important. I also think though, you know, my body of work, it kind of compounds on itself a little bit. Like they've seen other work of mine potentially, and so then they go, you know, oh, okay, I trust this guy. You know, but at first, yeah, it was definitely tough. It still is, you know, I, like I, I always, I always tell people every time I do a story on them or, you know, however it may be, but I always tell them, thank you for letting it, for trusting me with your story. Um, Cause I think that's a, it's a lot, it's a very important thing to, you know, they're trusting you with your story and it's your job to, you know, make sure that not only, you know, their story is told right, but that the audience is getting the authentic, you know, authentic, true, you know, they're getting value from that as well. Um and so what was the last part of that question too? One of the areas I do want to highlight is that some of your stories you're telling though are a little more challenging, like talking about the glass house one, right? Which was very eye-opening for me because sure, we all recognize how massive their facility is, but with what's happening on, opening up that perspective is a bolder way to a, a big powerhouse, exactly like you laid out. So were there any opportunities, if you can speak about that, where the people spoke out and said, hey, we really don't want you to do this. And if so, you know, how does that back and forth work? I grew up kind of, you know, somewhat in the streets, right? You know, I had different situations where, you know, you're in the traditional market. And so, you know, you got to stay in your ground. You, gotta, you kind of have to be tough. But it's also a kind of a different mental toughness, I think, when you bring into the, the legal area and you're now talking with like PR, you know, that are threatening you, like, we're going to sue you. We're going to, you know, we're going to investigate you. I guess go so for like the glass house story, you know, it's weird. I don't really call I'm sorry, I've turned into kind of a I call myself kind of a journalist. I'm not really I don't really think I'm a journalist. I mean, I think I do journalistic things for sure. I've done some pieces that are definitely journalism in my opinion. But um, you know, I call myself more of a storyteller, like a hybrid, I guess, of the two. And I, you know, I didn't really go, I didn't go to school for journalism. You know, I kind of been learning this as I go and um getting like, for example, like the glass house story. That's a story where, you know, I was, you know, I, I was told like, you know, I should have, you know, I, I will admit like the glass house story, I did hit them up for comment because 
I didn't really know like what were they going to say to me. Like they were like they were going to. I knew what they were going to say to me about this, and I knew what they were doing. I mean, I, I knew the whole story. I mean, it's I've been hearing about this for. I have stories that I've been like you know percolating or bubbling up you know, a year, a year and a half before. Right. And so like the glass house story, it's like, Hey, you know, I probably, you know, from a journalistic standpoint, you know, the looks I'm like, I'm learning on the fly, you know, I probably should have reached out for comment at the same time. I almost knew what they were going to say. And I didn't even want to, you know, waste my time with that, which, you know, I'm open for, you know, criticism on that and constructive criticism. Cause I know, you know, probably, you know, if I do a, if I do a follow-up video, I definitely don't want to have their point of view. I don't know if they're going to want to talk to me or not, but that story they're more of a representation, in my opinion, and also the fact that you know they're on the cover of MJ, you know, Biz Magazine. Being like, you know, the more like the enforcement wants you to know, like how to stay compliant. What? Like that stuff's egregious, right? And so they're a representation of like probably like twenty other companies in California that are massive legal, you know, you know, uh, massive greenhouse spaces that are just flooding the market, and it's. It's going to happen. You know, I think it's, it's, it's a, you're not going to stop it, but I kind of want, you know, I kind of want to use this story as a, you know, a little bit of like a warning to the little, you know, outdoor, you know, farmers, right. Um, that, Hey, you're not going to win with this business model because you're trying to win on scale out outdoor. I mean, you're going to get crushed. Like you're going to get destroyed. I mean, I, I worked out in Eastern Washington, you know, like it's, those people, like I worked out in Tenasket, Okanagan, you know, County, bro, like there's like one or two of these cultivation grows left. And there used to be like 10, 20. It's really just, yeah, I try to use the storytelling and th those kind of stories as, as a warning to people. It's like, hey, you need to change up the business model. Maybe you need to adapt. You need to pivot. Right. You know, because that's where I really started out my whole YouTube for was the small, you know, you know, the aspiring entrepreneur like myself, the small, you know, small business owner, the the little guy, like. You know, the little guys really like you're going to most 90, like 90 percent of these people are going to get crushed, you know, but that 10 percent that is really educated, that, you know, threads the needle, finds the cracks in the system and, and grows, you know, from those cracks and, and potentially into something amazing. There's going to be some of those people. And so that's why I think my content, you know, is really designed to help help those people as well as, you know, kind of spread awareness. What video do you think should be more popular but isn't? The Craft Farmer documentary. Okay, that's one that's a huge one. That was an hour long. Why did you love it that you don't think like it landed? It didn't land because it got age restricted right off the bat. And then once you know it, for anybody that knows YouTube, like once they age restrict it, it's it's an automatic, like it's a it's a <laughs> it's unofficial just killer of your of your video. It's got 46,000 views, but that video, in my opinion, it should have some it should have some more, I think, because that video, you know, shout out to shout out to Lance from uh, Craft Farmer. The video, he's he's just a natural storyteller. And I think, um, you know, I worked with uh, his one of his video people at the time. You know, shout out to Ian, by the way. He, he'll we be shot together. That one, um, yeah, that one was amazing. His story is, it's it's insane. Has there been a time where you were doing some research, like you were saying, like eight or nine months, you're working on something and you were like following a strain or a person and you actually saw the rise when they were underground to a point where you you knew in your mind, like this guy's going to blow up or this strain is going to be everywhere? Okay, this one's interesting. So David from Preferred Gardens, shout out to Preferred Gardens, right? So I think like he was just at that perfect timing. Well, you know, so he was so out of so the high design series I started, so it went burner. I have Jungle Boys, and then they went David Preferred Gardens, right? And this was really the first person that come to me and contacted me. And I just started talking with him, right? And so the burner one, I never got to talk to Burner. I got to actually interview, I got to actually interview Ivan because he reached out um, when I put out a put out a trailer. 
So I got to interview him and get the story, you know, the real, the detailed story on that. And then the second kind of, you know, time I got to actually, you know, started to actually talk to the person was in the third episode of the third ever episode of uh, High Design uh, was with David and Preferred Gardens. And I mean, it's great. I mean, he's in now multiple different states. He was, you know, he's crushing it everywhere. If you guys haven't seen that video, go check it out. But, but like I said, I talked to him when he hit me up. And I had a lot of people because I, you know, I, you know, the Jungle Boys had posted me on Instagram. I was starting to get hit up by a lot of people. Um, and, you know, I had a great conversation with Dave and I realized, like, man, this guy is actually like an amazing person. Do you have any takes on the cannabis industry that are different than uh, most would agree with? An example for most would be this is an easy one that MSOs grow shitty weed. Most would agree that they they grow shitty weed. But maybe you feel slightly differently. That would just be an example of. Any hot, any hot takes? MSOs grow shitty weed, but even if they grow great weed, they still grow shitty weed, if that makes sense. They have shitty brands. Shitty brands, the representation. It's how does the person feel? What's the emotion? Everyone's buying on emotion, right? You could have literally two different, you know, like the same exact weed, let's say, when they're in two different brands. And because there's an emotional tie, they understand the history behind it. They understand all these things we're talking about, you know, we just talked about. They're going to be like, oh, this is fire. And then let's say we give that same that same exact batch, that same you know an eighth of that same exact batch. We put it in a MSO jar, give it to them two months later, and they're like, "Oh, this is shit." I guarantee, I like, I guarantee you, there's a there's a there's a portion of people that do that. Now there's obviously the general consumer that can just who that who cares? They don't even like looking at that kind of stuff. But as time goes on, we're getting more and more brand centric, right? Brand is you know that that buzzword, brand, 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 and there's so much media, there's so much content, and we're and we're all consuming at such high levels on you know on our phones all, all day. We're learning about these brands, and you know there's enough time. Like there's like you need to tell your story because everyone is looking online, and and there are so many people out there that to, to not tell your story would be a, it, it would hurt you because we're I mean we're constantly on our phones. You know it's an it's a missed opportunity in a lot of ways. For our listeners, they want to get in touch, they want to watch some of your documentaries. Where can they find you? Yeah. So really just, if you go onto YouTube and you just type in LMC, I'll pop up, you know, first right away. And then, yeah, if you want to follow me on Instagram, LMC.media on Instagram or um, LMC.loop. Yeah. And just, if you go to my, uh, if you go to, if you just look up um, LMC high design on, on Google, you'll see my website and you can find all the different links there. But um, yeah. And if you want to reach out, you know, the best way, Typically, I've I have so many. I first of all, I have like four, like I have like six different Instagrams because I'm just trying to diversify. So if one gets taken down, I can still keep it going. So I've but I have so many DMs because of that, and it's hard to kind of go through all of them. So the best way to get a hold of me definitely is to send me an email at highdesignbusiness at gmail.com. Definitely the best way. We'll link it all up in the show notes. Thanks for taking the time. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you guys. This was amazing. I really, really, really love this conversation. Guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast over the last few years, can you please take three minutes or less and leave us a quick review on Apple or Spotify? All reviews make a massive difference for us and help other people like you find this podcast. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, host of Casually Baked the Podcast. If you're curious to explore the highly responsible side of cannabis, farming, and legalization, 
I'm here to help lighten the stigma and build your can of confidence. Download episodes now of Casually Baked the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And journey with me through the evolving cannabis culture and discover how and why people like you are adding cannabis to their wellness toolkit. It's time to get casually baked.